Our pastoral prayer and uh, Christmas prayer tonight comes from Roddy Hamilton. Let's pray. When all of time is crushed into a few moments on the edge of everything, teetering on the brink of a new belief in the future, here is where we meet you, O oh God. In the last moments of darkness before the breaking in of the light of the cry of a woman and the birth of love, here is where we meet you, O oh God. As silence deepens and wonder stretches and the ancient past becomes our longed-for future and the words of the prophets slip into fulfillment, here is where we meet you, O God. Creating God, hold this moment made of every time, and may we breathe along with all those who have been here before to the heartbeat of hope. And know this moment is so full of expectation, it is as sacred as they get. For contained here is all the hope of the future and the fulfilling of ancient longing. In the snarl of silence as the universe bends with the weight of anticipation, where the worry is greatest and the moment most urgent, here is where we meet you, O oh God, in flesh. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight comes from Luke 2. I'm reading from the Common English Bible, so depending on what Bible you have at home, the translation may be a little bit different, but enjoy following along. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius, I can never say some of these words, uh, governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities, cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby, shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angel stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyful news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel, praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. So we've made it. We've made it to Bethlehem. We've traveled through hope and peace and joy and love to get here. But it has been a long, 
long journey since last year. So many things are different. So much has changed. We have changed. But Bethlehem is the same. It is still the city of David where they believe David was born and anointed as a king by Samuel. But for us on this night, it is where we believe Jesus was born. Whether that's accurate or not, it lives in our imagination as the place where God broke into the world in an entirely new way, as flesh and blood, as one of us, where God on this night would just begin to learn what it means to be fully human and fully divine. And for us, I think Bethlehem, when we think of it as a crowded place with families traveling home for the census and yet somehow with no room for an ostracized couple exhausted after a long trip. It's where shepherds would walk with their sheep to see if what the angels were singing about was really true and maybe later on where magi, learned men from the east, would follow a star to see if all their studying was right and there really was a new king. I think these different travelers teach us about different ways to get to Bethlehem. I start with the shepherds because their story is the most outrageous and the most unbelievable. They were just regular people working a late shift in the evening and when literally the heavens opened up and the angels sang to them about a Messiah that was being born that night. I think about anybody who's struggling on a long late shift at work when I think about them, just trying to stay awake and get through it, right? You know, the shift that nobody else wanted with possibly the grumpy coworkers or just other tired coworkers. I thought that could be a long list of people this year, people who've worked in grocery stores or big box stores, any medical staff working through the night, anybody at Amazon or UPS or USPS workers, anybody doing online customer service or teachers loading lessons online and answering emails and texts from frustrated parents. I thought, you know, it could be like all the people that are working a different job this year because they got laid off from their other one, jobs they wouldn't have chosen. Just about anybody trying to get through the night. Who through all of that maybe thought they had no original plans of traveling to Bethlehem, and yet you are here. It must have taken something pretty miraculous to get you to the manger. Maybe some overwhelming glimpse of the divine. Maybe instead you came to Bethlehem this year like the Magi. Wise, learned men who had studied the stars and studied the best knowledge of the time, sought out the wisdom of the king. Maybe you were the one this year who was pouring over all the news and all the statistics and all the details, following every governor's press conference either by choice or because you had to because of your work. Maybe you tracked the election with articles from every kind of news source to try and understand what in the world was really going on. Maybe this was the year where you have unintentionally learned some new truths, some big, some small, like how much work you can really get done at home, how hard teachers really work, and how you were never meant to be a teacher. Oh my goodness, I'm very bad at it. Maybe you learned how those small interactions with people you love that you didn't get to do all the time 
can make such a huge difference in your day. Maybe you learned this year about some new ways people are hurting in the world, either through the news or a hard conversation with someone or reading a book that opened your eyes about poverty or racism or homophobia or political differences. Maybe you learned you could do with less this year. Maybe you learned how to cook something or bake something new, how to plant a vegetable garden. Or maybe the good news that you really can live with the people who live in your home or the animals that are with you all the time. Maybe you learned that being afraid for a long time is exhausting. And tonight you craved something different. You craved something simpler and familiar, like Bethlehem. But when I think about it, probably most of us got to Bethlehem like Mary and Joseph, by just doing our ordinary family responsibilities, the stuff on our to-do list. Theirs apparently was for census and taxes and traveling back to the family home. For us, it may be that we decorated or we didn't. We baked cookies and bars and cakes or we didn't. Or we worshipped and we read or we watched devotions. We opened Advent calendars or lit Advent wreaths. But most of all, we made dinner and brushed our teeth. We wiped the counters again and fed the pets. We watched our Netflix or read new books. We just did our normal lives, maybe in the last few weeks with quite a few more twinkling lights and some candy canes around, but we did what we always do, faithfully, and we made it. Now, we might also be tired, like Mary and Joseph. Some might have a small child nearby or sleeping, but we're still here, together, even if it's across a screen or across a state or across an ocean. We may not have heard angels singing exactly like the shepherds, but maybe some of us this year or this month or recently saw angels wrapped up in ordinary clothes. The person that offered you encouragement when you needed it the most, who gave you the lift when you didn't think you could keep going. Maybe you saw people offer generosity to you or to others in ways you couldn't have possibly imagined. Maybe when you heard the news of the vaccine, it sounded like good news or good tidings for all peoples. Or maybe just in your exhaustion, you decided to go see one more time if Bethlehem was still here, if hope and joy were still breaking into the world in a manger. Or maybe like the Magi, did you learn that Bethlehem just sounded really good this year, sounded simpler? You remember that you just had to follow the brightest light to get here, that after all your studying and searching and learning, you realized all you really wanted was some good news. You wanted to see that God was still still with us in the world, even in the most unusual package, a small child. And maybe the fact that it is something both as simple and as extraordinary as the birth of a healthy baby is a reminder that anything is still possible. And that all your studying is just to help us remember that God is God and we are not, and that is miraculously good news. That really all we ever have to do is worship him and offer him the gifts we have to bring, whatever they might be. But for so many of us, we're like 
Mary and Joseph. And like Jesus' followers for hundreds of years, we have made it to Bethlehem in the dark, in the quiet or maybe not so silent night. And we know that Mary and Joseph, they didn't hear angels that night, but they had heard them before. We don't hear of either of them being scholars like the Magi, but Mary treasured the words of ordinary shepherds and pondered them in her hearts. There are both extraordinary and incredibly ordinary ways to get to Bethlehem. And no way more right than the other. But you're here. You have made it. And I'm so glad. No matter what came before or what will greet us in the next year, we have made it to this place of promise and expectation. To a place where tired, searching people have been traveling for hundreds of years. So take a breath. Take a moment of rest for your soul. And experience all the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that this night and this moment offers us. Here again, God has given us good news of great tidings to all people everywhere to the exhausted and the ordinary, to the alone and the overwhelmed, to the humble and the proud, to the child and the elderly, to the busy and the bored, to the faithful and the doubter. We are all welcome to Bethlehem, no matter how we got here, to enter the manger and to see once again, Emmanuel, God is in fact with us in flesh.